You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every other Tuesday over... uh, uh, Where... At Patreon, I guess. Yeah, patreon.com slash thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Murawski and JJ Samuel do. Or you can wait and get it late every other Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh yeah. I and we're I I, I think we just I think we're just gonna go right into it. I don't have anything else to talk about. We just talked for like almost an hour though. Uh, in the uncut that's, thing. That's Sorry, true, guys. The uncut stuff. You got paid. You got you got paid to pay to play this week. But it's uh, always it's always uh, like the second people people the behind the curtains that if you don't get the uncut version, yeah. you don't realize that the proper podcast is actually the second part of the podcast, and we always do a first part of the podcast that comes out last. It's a very confusing format, but it works for us. So well, the way that you it. just it's said it. The way that you just said it is very confusing. It is. What we do is not confusing. It's just you 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 said it in the most confusing way I think a person could possibly say that. In intentionally, because I think it keeps it interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that sentiment. I I it sounds like you've been watching too many Matrix movies. Um, Oh what? (laughs) I'm just gonna say it. I think that people are wrong about these sequels. Um, and and I will also go as far as to say that uh, if you don't like the third movie, it's because you, you don't understand the point of the Matrix movies. Um, okay, so uh, let's yeah. just start off on a controversial note then. So sure. we've now gone through the, the three movies, and I think it's one of these hindsight things that you were, I was watching you have an exchange on Twitter with somebody about the idea that we have now rewatched these movies with the idea of going into the fourth, the new movie that's coming out for the matrix and sort of how these other movies hold up. And I dis like, I don't think that they necessarily are better by like having a fourth one that comes out. I do think that the third movie was so wholly forgettable for me that it took until Neo was blinded for me to be like, oh, I think I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Like it literally, it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have recollections of him walking with a bandana over his eyes and stuff. Like it just was so wholly forgettable in my brain, which is, I don't know, I forget a lot of stuff. I realize that, but but still, like this movie, like usually I'm really good at remembering media. And I rewatch media and then I'm like, oh, this was so great. But 
what you were doing, you were talking to somebody and they were saying that the second movie was really good. And I agree. We last, the last podcast we talked about the second movie was quite good. We had a lot of fun yeah. watching that movie. I do remember that movie. The action scenes were really awesome. It was a lot of, it was a great time, but it needed to stick the landing with the third one. And I just don't think it did. Like it lost everything that I loved about the first two movies and the, even the through line with the love story. Cause that's your, that's the kick that you're on. I think but you're onto something obviously with the, with the movies of being about like that love, like mm-hmm. through line and, and like this epic tale and all of that stuff. But I just, I don't see that in this one as much either. Like th- this one really just was also the way that the movies had, had set themselves up because it didn't take place in the matrix at all. Basically. I don't know. It just was so disjointed for me. And I, I, I also don't get it and I'm happy for you to talk me through it. For but sure. What the heck? Like, he just, I don't, I don't, just I don't disagree war? with, the, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't disagree with the sentiment that, that, that these movies are not the movies that we were promised for both two and three. Three more so than two. Um, I think two I understand. Definitely I, I loved it. I, loved I understand it. why people are upset with them. Two, as we said last week, comes back and forgets what made the first one great with the action yeah. sequences and just gives us a bunch of CG that that really lacks the heart of what the first one had. The third one doesn't have that problem because the third one really doesn't have very many fight sequences. It has yeah. a lot of action, but the action is much more sci-fi and a lot less kung fu. It, it, the, fir- the first movie, the original movie, is mostly a martial arts movie that happens to have, like, it's the beginning of the whole gun-fu movement, right, that, that we get with other mm-hmm. movies later on, Underworld, and, um, oh man, what's the Ethan Hawke one? Equilibrium. There's a there's a bunch of them, right? Equilibrium. Okay, but yeah. that starts to bring in that idea of the like, oh, you've got two guns in your hands and you're also doing karate. I I I'm being reductive, but I <laughs> no, really. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a fair bit more of that in the second one, and we kind of actually ditch the guns for the most part, and we go just straight kung fu with a lot of the fighting, um, but. Other than the Seraph Neo fight, which is very short, they're all very like enhanced by CG, right? Which uh, mm-hmm. actually, I guess that's not true. the The fight in the Merovingians, I, I, I mansion is is an all timer. Like that, that is a fantastic fight sequence. But it was a throw. Okay, so again, agree to disagree. Literally, there was one part in the movie where I hit the little yeah. like I was watching I, I did I was terrible but I watched this movie in pieces over the course of the weekend and at one point I was watching stuff on my phone and it was the one time that I hit I'm that, still like, I'm still button. I'm still talking about the second movie right now I'm not talking about the third movie oh are you oh the Merovingian yeah. okay because I'm like yeah, I'm, talk- I'm talking I'm talking about that was the worse. yeah the, uh, no 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 the, the one yes I agree in the second movie was really awesome yeah. the one where it, like it's they're fighting with the swords and all of the people okay yeah yeah there's Sorry, no we good the there's no good kung fu sequence in the Matrix Revolutions yeah that yeah. that said 
I, I, and there, there are Kung Fu sequences. What you're talking about when they go into the Merovingians nightclub in, in this movie and in revolutions, it's awful. It's not good. They tried to do something cool with the guys sticking to the ceiling and like reversing gravity and stuff like that, but they didn't, they didn't nail it. I really like the moment when, when Trinity kicks the guy like through the concrete basically. And like, and it just like, that's all right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. like goes full anime. Cool. Right. And, and he like, <laughs> it, it, uh, it splinters every, like it, like the big cracks and stuff. Yeah. I, I like that. It, it got a chuckle out of me, which I think is actually the intent. I, th- this is, this is where I think, this is where I think the expectation versus reality for a lot of people starts to break it down is that um the first movie did such a good job of selling the reality of the world that when you come back in the second and the third one and the reality of the world is broken because neo is the one and because like the further down that rabbit hole we get and the more we start to understand as an audience that the construct is a construct and that there are no rules. I think the Wachowskis did a really good job of just like pushing that further and further, which I think is why we spend less and less time in the matrix as the movies go on, because it's because at a certain point, when we get to the end of this movie, the battle between Neo and Smith, it's like, I think that people miss the forest for the trees the fight is yeah. supposed to be stupid. That's the whole okay. point. Where I think that we're actually supposed to watch that fight and see the massive scale of it and go by the end of it, what is the point of this? Which maybe that's not the best way to tell a story. I'm not going to argue that. I I think that that's a matter of taste. But they do I very think, much see that in yeah, the fight. I think for me it's right? like He's in terms like, of why yeah, in terms of in terms of what this story is trying to do by the end of it and and Neo's journey and the path that he's on, I think that it illustrates perfectly how Agent Smith doesn't understand what Neo understands, which is why Neo is able to prevail in the way that he does, right? They have the same power. They are exactly matched, and that's why that battle is is I think it 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 lacks the release that people wanted it to be. And I think they tried to make the sequence before that with the, the, the attack on Zion. I think they tried to make that the sequence that where like we get the, Oh my God, Neo saved everybody. The problem is that like the end of that doesn't pop the way that they want it to. It's, it's almost like up until that moment, like, like that moment and everybody cheering in the cave on Zion in in the temple. Right is supposed to be the like we did it celebration the ewoks are singing and there's fireworks all over the galaxy right it doesn't pop that way that it's supposed to and i totally understand people's feelings on like not getting that and then i think like the 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 what happens with neo after that moment is meant to be almost like an epilogue of like or like a twist ending of like, actually, that's not the threat, right? The like, like Neo, Neo could have dealt with the machines. Like this, this inevitability was always there. Of like, like the only path forward 
was for the the humans and the machines to eventually broker peace right the unfortunate truth of that is that smith has to become this virus and take over the matrix entirely which like i get it they don't sell a lot of this stuff in the movie and you really really have to be reading between the lines and most people don't want to do that in a matrix sequel they wanted it to be fed to them in the way that it was in the first one but we rushed through so much of the story in the third one it's so much of it is like a line and then we're gone and then we're on to the next thing that they never, yeah. they never actually stop and talk about the fact that when, when Neo goes back into the matrix, they never fully say this, but it is absolutely the, 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 uh, like a fact in this movie. When he goes back into the matrix, there's no one left. It is only Smith. He's the only one in yeah, there. It's only Smith. He's yeah. assimilated the yeah. entire matrix, right? Because when he, because when they yeah, all are that. destroyed, we, we see it light up the whole yeah. thing, right? Um, yeah. But you get, you I get, you like get... they they woof some of this stuff. Like they absolutely miss some of this stuff in the storytelling. That said, like, but they don't talk about it. Like the the stakes are not talked about. Sure. Like it's they mention it once, being like, yep. oh, something's going on in the Matrix. Like, yeah. But sorry, finish your point, and then I have a different a different question to just sure. talk about that. Even it's not even read between the lines. It's just basic storytelling yeah. narration. So then, like, I mean, like, the, the stakes are that if, if Smith gets into the, into the, if he gets to the source, then it's all over for everyone. Because Smith's whole thing is, like, I'm just going to end it all. Like, the only, the like, like, because they both, it's, this is why I like it. This is why I like it. Because Neo and Smith want the same thing. They both want peace. Right? They have different ideologies to get there. They are, and and karma comes into the conversation in this one. Purpose, balance. We've been doing Taoist stuff in the other two movies. All of a sudden, we start to bring in, I uh, I uh, like other Eastern influences and stuff like that. Stuff that I'm not as well versed in, so I I can't talk about it too much. But I understand what they're going for with the karma stuff of like, like. And they talk about it. I and and I love it when when the Oracle talks about like it, like what is he? He's the he's he's your other half. He's your perfect balance. It's the equation trying to, like she talks about it. Like they talk about the architect yeah. first. The architect, all he needs to balance the equation. It's his whole thing. He's got to do it. And he built the matrix. So when Neo became the one, because the architect built the matrix, the matrix responded in kind, right? And that's right. where Smith came from. And I love that. And I don't think that the the movie does too much tell and not enough show of that because we avoid Smith for so much of it. And I think a part of that is the technology of like, we don't want to like do the thing so of like a million of Hugo weaving. Right. We want to avoid that. And so we're going to just tell you a bunch of stuff instead of showing you, which sucks, but there are mistakes in this movie. I don't disagree with that. Uh, but but I don't I still don't think that they're bad movies and I certainly like as I said on Twitter I don't think that it's a bad story I actually think that it's a very intelligent very good story and right now we're just talking about the broader scope epic stuff right of the like yeah. Yeah. the the war for freedom and stuff like that and choice I think it was a massive mistake to have the Zion stuff in the second half of part two because that's really what it is reloaded and revolutions are one story that's not neither one is a complete story neither neither one is a complete movie they are part one and part two of the middle chapter of this story 
that's why I look at it and I go, we're getting the fourth movie, which is actually it. This actually. is actually going to complete the trilogy. Um, right. Or, or I don't know if we're going to end on, on a place of like, now we can go into a new world, but uh, like a new world of storytelling, or if it's going to actually bring closure to stuff, but um, but I would like that, and I like what I like what you're talking about with that. Like, if you do look at it that way, I yeah, I do want to go back to go ahead. Just just go back to though the moment that you're talking about the like, hey, we won. Like, what that's supposed to be. The yeah. problem for me is that like structurally in the story, I expected the the little kid or whatever kid, like the 16 year old or whatever the boy is, right? I expected his name to, is like, the kid. He's the get, kid. Like, but, is he? Oh, he is. Okay. I expected him to like get shot or die or something because that moment isn't actually a conclusion. Like it's, it happens before the actual conclusion of yeah. the movie, which the beat plays off for me. Like it doesn't, so, it doesn't hit okay. where I'm kind of like, it's like, it's like trans transitory. I don't so know. Here, here's the thing with that, jarring. that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, so one of the problems with these two movies is that they don't stand on their own they require the animatrix and they also require enter the matrix in order to, to, to get the full story, which is like, they went, they went too far and too fast with this stuff of, and, and they didn't learn the lessons of star Wars. Um, and, and obviously they were in the midst of it. Like we were right in the middle of the prequels when they were making these movies. And so there was a lot, there's a lot to be learned from the way that the prequels were executed. Um, and, the uh, the expectation of how much work the audience is going to do in order to fill in the gaps in a story, right? Uh, right? The Wachowskis, they went full on Star Wars, George Lucas, let's build a universe after the first movie was such a big deal. And they made the movie, they made the anim- like these two movies, they made the Animatrix, they made Enter the Matrix all at the same time. There are live action sequences in Enter the Matrix, Right that are actually very important for the story in order for us to know who Niobe and ghost are ghost gets nothing in the movies, but he's the central character in enter the matrix. And he's actually quite important to the overall thing. The kid is actually, (laughs) so this is where, this is where everything falls apart because of the way that these two movies were received. The kid is set up in the Animatrix. And I think that they miscast him in the movie. And that's the problem is that like his live action counterpart doesn't match up with his Animatrix counterpart. The kid in the Animatrix is kind of he's a little bit goofy because he's a teenager. But there's also like a bit of a uh, like there's a little bit more to him. He's he's meant to be a foil for Neo. and. And, and we don't, we don't really don't get, get that, that in, in this, right? Because they don't, they just don't play him off all. as a nuisance in the second movie. And then all of a sudden he's elevated to hero status in the third movie. And I believe that there was, that, that look, it's, it's taken them 20 years to get back to it because two and three did not go over well. But I think that they had two and three and then they knew what was going to happen next. That like that this because the way that this movie ends is not an ending. It's not it's not it's not even like Return of the Jedi ends on like the tableau of like, hey, we did it. We saved the galaxy. Right. Yeah. That's an ending. That is an ending. 
Um, this movie ends on, do you think we'll ever see Neo again? And then the Oracle goes, yeah, I think we will. And you're like, right, yeah. what does that mean? And that's how the movie, like, that's literally how the movie ends. There's nothing like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I think we will cut to credits. Right. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that's not an yeah. ending. That's the promise of more story. And that's where I go like, oh, thank God we're going to get resurrections because it's going to fulfill that unanswered question at the end of revolutions. Right. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, I think we will. What do you mean? I think that originally that was. Do you think we'll see Neo again in the cosmic sense? Yeah, I think we will, because the Matrix was just rebooted. Right. Like that that moment at the end is not, Oh, we, we saved version six of the matrix. Everybody that was in version six of the matrix is dead. Like, let's be super clear. Right. All of those humans yeah. died. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, because yeah. Smith took them over and then was obliterated. And the only ones right. that, that seemed to have survived it were the programs and not the, because we don't see any humans at the end of that movie. Oh, we only right, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. we see that the Oracle the and Sati and the architect are still around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the implication with the dawn of the new, the new sun, like that Sati is the new Oracle, right? Like that's the, that's, that's the point there is that Sati is the new Oracle. It's but also see, the thing that, that the Merovingian I says. That I thought that that's what it was going to be, but then the Oracle is also still there, which is yeah. why I was confused. And the architect is also still there, right? But are they, but, but they're no longer active participants is, is, is my read of it is that like, okay, maybe they're okay. still there. They're going to go away. They're going to walk off into the sunset. Um, okay. Because there's a new Oracle and a new architect. And my theory for the new movie is that, is that Neo is the new architect, but he doesn't know that he's the architect and that that was, that's the way to build a matrix. That's, that's, um, Right, is that and that that's the machines carrying him off, like the blinded version of yeah. Neo or whatever. They is yeah. still like is, a, they went a, they went and they plugged a, him into something to be the architect, and that's what we're going to find out. Right, he's not okay. dead at the end, right? Um, and if he's the architect, what's the one the first thing that he's going to do? He's going to bring back Trinity, right? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, like, I think that the idea there was supposed to be that, like, Neo, that Keanu Reeves is the new architect, which is what we would have discovered in the next movie that, that we didn't get. And that Sati is the new Oracle and that the kid is actually the new Neo. He's the one uh, that, that at oh. some point he would come in and that there would be some other threat to this new version of the matrix that, because this new version of the matrix, again, this is stuff that's like not explicitly said, but it is definitely implied uh, like when the architect comes out and he's like, they're having the conversation with the Oracle. And she's like, what about, what about the ones that, that want to be free? And, and the architect is like, well, obviously they'll be allowed to, to go. And she's like, do I have your word? Yeah. I'm what, what do you think I am a human? Right. Like, which, which I actually really like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that that's a really great moment. The implication there is yeah. that this new version of the matrix is a choice. If, if you don't want right. to be in the matrix, you can go be in the real world. Right. Quote unquote, yeah. real world. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> and I, and I think also if you want to come and go from the matrix, you can do that as well. 
now we open ourselves up to other threats to the matrix, right? Because now we have this tenuous piece. How long is it going to last? How long could it last as long as it can, right? Like what's going to be the threat to that piece and who's going to be in this iteration seven of the matrix, who is the one, right? And I think like if you watch that animatrix, you don't have to watch all of the animatrix. If you just watch the one that's about the kid, you'll get, the sense that there's a deeper connection between him and Neo. Um, and that, and that maybe he has the same gift in the same way that all those other kids in the Oracle's apartment in the first movie, the kid, the, there, there is no spoon kid, right? All, they were all potential candidates one. for being the one. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kid is another one who could be the one that's it's, that's implied by that animatrix episode. Um, so I think that that was meant, that's where we were meant to go is that like, is that he's actually supposed to be more important. I think they just cast an annoying guy. Like, I just think like they cast a wormy, annoying dude. And I think that they thought, oh yeah, we're going to, he's like, you know, it's, it's going to come from this unexpected place. And then it was like, everybody was just like, I hate that guy. And they were, and I think that they went like, okay, I guess we're not going to do that. I just didn't get the thing is, is that for me i read him completely differently having not had the mm. animatrix part of it in that yeah it's, it's a failing of the story of like for what, sure well yeah but what people that can be inspired to do right and that it's yeah. like it's just any it's just some kid that then believes enough in heroism that he can take up a thing and go for it right where it wasn't mm. i didn't need to know the other stuff about the one because that's lore building that i just don't think was there from the yeah. Like it, like it's like a weird thing that if you sort of take it as a war movie, it it sort of works in these weird ways. I don't know. Like there is some really I will say that the two badass women that shoot down the like driller thing are pretty cool. Yeah. And uh yeah, I I don't know, but it just is weird. I also I I'm upset by the conceit that the machine needed to make a face to talk to Neo. That bothers <laughs> me. Like on like we're world building and we can't imagine that like machines can communicate in ways other than like with eyes and nose and a mouth. I don't know. It just it also just looked like a baby face. Like it was weird. It looked like freaking the yeah, Teletubby sun. Like it was like a metallic version of the Teletubby sun. I don't know. But that's, I mean, I, I like the, again, there's a reason why we're watching these ones before the fourth one comes out. Because if you, if you think about it that way, if you structure these two movies together as a middle, a middle chapter in a tale that's about to come to fruition. Sure. I could, I could get on board for that. Yeah. I, 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 I think in, I think in terms of the way that these movies were executed back in I uh, 2003 I uh, mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a misstep to go to the ending so quickly I th- I think I I I don't know I I can't get in their heads I don't I don't know why uh why Lana and Lily decided to go this specific route instead of letting this breathe a little bit more it it in today's climate this would not have happened. 
right? Because nowadays right. you want to build a franchise that's going to have 13 installments like the MCU or the Fast and Furious franchise, right? So you want to you want to leave that war for Zion a real long time. We we'll get to it in 10 years, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like you know, 4 years in Thanos shows up and it's not until 6 more years that actually uh, 7 more years that that it gets buttoned up, <laughs> right? Um Right. And I and I think that oh that gosh. like that's that's kind of how we look at it now. Yeah. But back then it was like, what do you do? Well, star Wars is a trilogy and that's really the best example. Like, like really think about 2003. What other series of films isn't diminishing returns, right? Every, every other franchise of films that goes on past three is like a horror franchise. And eventually they're direct to video. Right. And so you don't you don't want to be that yeah, you want to be the tight trilogy. True. You want you want to have three yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, and so and so I think that they I think that that we were kind of actually I tweeted earlier today um, just seeing people react to certain things about certain. This 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 movie watching this movie was a part of it, but it's like other stuff as well. People getting mad at movies that aren't the MCU or Star Wars or Fast and the Furious for being what they are, right? Or when one of those types of movies dares to be something other than a three-act structure, which, like, the only reason that the three-act structure has proliferated in the way that it has is because of commercials on television, right? So the half-hour sitcom, break it into a three-act structure because we're going to have two commercial breaks. The 44-minute, hour-long episode, break it into three acts because we got double that right like we can we can easily break the acts with commercial breaks um and so the three act structure has all of a sudden become the way that people are used to experiencing stories so it's like it's like if all you ever had was spaghetti with meat sauce and then all of a sudden one day somebody's like here try this alfredo and you're like whoa 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 you can't do that to pasta right like that's not that's against the rules it's got to be meat sauce it's like, and, and, and I think that that's, I think that most people aren't, um, when I say literate, it's going to sound pretentious, but I don't mean literate in the sense of like, like they can read. I understand that most people can read words. I mean, literate in the sense of like, well-read, right. That like, like, like the thing that people say on Twitter all the time is for the love of God, I'm begging you, please watch something other than a Marvel movie, which like coming from me uh, you guys know everybody within the sound of my voice knows i absolutely love them right they are like like they keep me alive <laughs> at this point in time with everything else horrible in the world if we didn't have marvel movies which we didn't for like a year and a half and it and it really sucked i hated it um it was not fun i i in in the absence of that i that said, I think I can appreciate Marvel movies more because every once in a while I go and I watch something that's not a Marvel movie. Like I watch The Green Knight, yeah. right? Yeah. Like go watch something that makes you uncomfortable and challenges you. Not everything should fit into the mold. Not everything needs to be the monomyth. It doesn't need to be Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, right? 
yes, that works for Star Wars. Yes, that works for Spider-Man. Yes, that works for a bunch of things. It's it's a great way to tell a story. I don't have anything against it. But also, that's not what Shakespeare did. There's no hero's journey in most of Shakespeare's stuff. As a matter of fact, most of his stuff is quite the opposite of a hero's journey, where by the end of it, no one learns anything and everybody's dead. <laughs> right? We wow. as the audience learned a lot, but like but but for the for the if if what you're looking for is a character arc, like does Hamlet have a character arc? I don't know that he does. He does a bunch of stuff. But it's all like I, I feel like the one that would fit the most into the monomyth narrative is maybe Hamlet actually. Because you think now so? because but in like a really backwards in a like how you miss the purpose of each of your steps in the journey. Well, I okay, so I I I get where you're going with that and that's where I always go like like I would love to I would love it if somebody would write Fortinbras as like a as a, as like a counter story to Hamlet because the whole purpose of Fortinbras in in the story is that Hamlet keeps looking over at this other guy who is his mirror and it's like that guy is a hero. That guy is doing the thing that I'm supposed to do. Why can't I be like him? I'm useless. And then he's talking about, should he just, should but, he just die? And then at the end he just so dies. Just, so it's like, you know, I, I, I don't think that Hamlet has an arc and I don't think that characters need to have arcs in order for stories to be good and worthwhile. Right. Cause I like the whole well, point of Hamlet I is mean, at the end, Horatio is like, well, this was stupid. <laughs> right like yeah, but, for him to stand and look at the audience and go that was that was so ridiculous but you have to so i'm i'm gonna we're this is great i love that this this podcast has gotten us here because really it's a great opportunity to sort of deconstruct storytelling and the yeah. idea that i i think what the the way that you're talking about like film literacy or just like the ability of like understanding that there are different tastes for different palettes and that just because you like to consume one thing does it yeah. mean that like you're not able to appreciate other structures or other storytelling? Um, but liking Spider-Man movies doesn't diminish our ability to like other things, mm -hmm. but we do need to be critical about our own expectations about film. Now there are, aside from the act structures, the reason why three acts or five acts work really well is because they do the idea of like a climax, right? That there needs to be climax yeah. in Taming Mom, right? Like how you actually hit that does need to be in some way worked towards. And so when you have, I don't know. And it's like, even in acting, right? Like you, I mean, if you, if you subscribe to the standard, like Stanislavskian sort of like super objective and all that stuff, the, the idea of, of like acting theory works really well for story as well. Like you have an overarching, like what is your, super like what is the purpose of this story like what is it every mm -hmm. author has a purpose for story for telling their story and within that you have all the little beats that get you there right and all of those little yeah. details and all those little sections should in theory lead you on a journey so that you end understanding why things happened the way that they did to reach that ultimate conclusion and so for me, I don't, I know that like within the larger conversation, I might be like missing, missing that part of the conversation, bringing it back to the matrix. I think that for me, I don't quite understand, like, I do think that there is a missing piece in this matrix trilogy. And for me, that is 
what are we supposed to understand or care about? And I yeah. think that the, like in talking to you, you did ping on something in the final battle between um, Anderson and, and the guy that says Mr. Anderson. I Smith, just, Agent Smith. I never, yeah. <laughs> Smith, it's just the most generic name. I don't know why I keep missing. Anyways, but he does, he says, he's like, this is a pointless fight why are you continuing to fight like what what is going on and then and then neo being like i choose to like because i choose to yeah i it i get it but also i don't care <laughs> like it's not strong <laughs> enough for me i don't like yeah. that for me is i'm like is that is that the point but maybe that is the point of these movies is that nothing matters except for the fact that we get to continue to make choices. And if you do sort of reach down very biblical, as everything sort of tends to do, and as somebody who's not religious, what I've extrapolated from the Bible, and uh, excuse me for this gross misinterpretation or, or deconstructed interpretation, but is like at its core, that's the point of humanity. Choice. Like we were given a choice and that is what made the angels jealous it's what made lucifer jealous it's what it's what the fall was because they didn't have the choice and that human beings it is what makes us and differentiates us from the divine is that we get given all of the grace and all and we get this world but what we choose to do with it whether it is preordained or not that is the difference and mm -hmm. so maybe Maybe that's the point, but I only got it from that one fight. <laughs> and it's like, if that's the point, that it really is about choices, because that's what they keep talking about all the time, right? Throughout the second and third one, at least for sure, that there could be, there is something sort of really beautiful in that, but I also didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't get it. Like, I, I, the conclusion of it never really made its way to, right? And it's like, what do we believe in? Or, or they're the one that believes in miracles. I can't do anything else. Or we're going to hold it because, right? Like, I didn't it all sort of is a little disjointed to me, but I, I can feel the kernel. But if you can't, if you can't bring the story together for me so that I can see where you came from and where you went, mm -hmm. that to me is missing. I don't care how you get there. I don't care what kind of structure you use. But to me, that's the thing that I'm missing in this third movie. Yeah. I and, think I and know. And therefore hating yeah. the second one. I for, think, for, I think I, mean, I know. I think I know where your disconnect is. Okay. And, Excellent. and I do think that it does, it, it does boil down to that romantic core of, of all three of these movies. And I'm, and I would stake my reputation on the fourth one as well, based on everything that we know about it at the moment. I, uh, they choice is not the point choice is the outcome of what the movie, what all three of these movies, what these stories are actually about. And, and there's all this window dressing. And I think that people get caught up in the window dressing uh, of the, the philosophy and the, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, simulacra arguments and, uh, and, and, and the Kung Fu and the action sequences and the giant mechs and the spider robots and the squids and all of this stuff, the, you know, that stuff is like, like, I think, I think the thing for me on this viewing that is the most important takeaway that I can hopefully pass on to other people is that none of that matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
And everybody wants to like, like slam their head against this story and try and get that stuff to make sense at every turn. Like, why is the Merovingian the Merovingian? It doesn't matter. He is right. He's made choices that, that lead him to, to where he is. I mean, like, why is the Merovingian the character that he is in this story? Because he's Hades, because he's, he's the devil. He's, I mean, literally Neo dies at the end of this, of the second movie and he ends up on the river sticks and, and Trinity needs to make a deal with, with the ferryman with, with uh, Sharon or whatever in order to bring him back. And who, who does Sharon work for? Who, who gets the, 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 the coins? Wow. Cause you know, the, the Greek thing, you put the coins on the eyes, right? I to missed pay that. My goodness. Bingo. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, that this is my thing is that out. like this is the stuff that I've been yeah. watching for is trying to discern like why 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 is like why is that mythology being overlaid on top of this cyberpunk uh neo futurist aesthetic why are these things being brought together what is that story about what's that myth about well mm-hmm. That's, I mean, and, and, and I'm not the best person to talk about a lot of this stuff because I don't, I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of it. I don't, I can't remember who it is that like, that, that goes in to, to get their lover out of, like makes the deal with, with Hades. There you go, Orpheus. Yeah. So like, that's what, like, that's what that story is, right? Is that like Trinity, like literally, but, but in the twist of this, like she refuses to pay the price. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, um, which ultimately I think is what comes back to bite them at the end is like she refuses to pay the price and she ends up dead by the end of the story. Right. And like there, there's a there's there's a reason why she doesn't. There's also like like <laughs> the <laughs> the Merovingian says, like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what you can get me. I want the eyes of the Oracle, something that can't be taken, but has to be given. Right. And they say no. They say no. Trinity specifically says we will not do that. Which like was a whole other storyline, a whole other path. And this is the whole thing about choice. Her love propels her down a path of choice that actually ends up what what a weird thing that later on in this movie Neo's eyes are burnt off of his face. Huh. Like like huh. there's all of this stuff is going on all of it every single one of these allegories and mythologies and like this stuff that's being overlaid on top of this story every single important piece of that points back to one thing and that's love and one of the things that this movie does that the last two didn't is that it further defines love in the scene in the train station with um with Sati's father and mother, right? Um I yeah. can't remember the character's name. But um when when he's explaining uh is it Ra- Ramakandra, the, the 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 father is explaining love what is love like i didn't realize that machines that programs could love it's like love is a word it's not an emotion it's a word to express a connection and that like that also feeds back into 
the relationship between Niobe and and uh, Morpheus and why Niobe is willing to go to the lengths that she's willing to go because of her connection to Morpheus and Morpheus has this belief and it transfers over to her because of their connection um, and she makes a lot of decisions she makes a lot of choices in this story and this is why Niobe is in the story she makes these choices that are motivated by one thing and that's love she loves Morpheus Morpheus loves Neo Neo needs to be protected mm. Niobe's gonna do whatever it takes in order to do that the oracle tells her not what to do but what's gonna happen you are going all the oracle ever does is point out the forks in the road to these guys right prepares them for it tells them what they needed to hear right you're going to get to a point at some point soon where you're going to be asked if you're going to help neo or not you're gonna have to choose and all of the choices that put us on the path towards peace are the choices that are that seem illogical they don't make any sense that's why Locke exists in the story because Locke doesn't make choices out of love Locke makes choices out of logic and reason he acts like a machine right hey and we hey, see him as an antagonist Locke the uh like but, myth, like mythologically Locke, Locke? which one Locke, Locke like Locke Hobbs and Rousseau no, I'm thinking like 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 oh. lower, like uh like philosophical. Um, yeah. Philosophically, which one Locke was? If Locke was the one that was the like the believer, that's, or not? that's like logic and reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, but that's but that's his purpose in the story, right? Is to be this counterpoint, and we see him as an antagonist for the most part, even right. though his yeah. goal is the same as our goal, which is to protect Zion, right? But he believes that protecting Zion means destroying the machines. But the counselor, the uh, uh, counselor Haman, I think is, is the guy's name, the old man, right. That we talked about last on the last episode. yeah. Yeah. If, if the real is also the inside the matrix, if it's just another layer of the matrix, I believe that he's a program as well. I don't I think that he's actually part of the machines and he's there to serve a purpose just like the oracle is inside the matrix to serve a purpose and he puts Neo on a path, right? He he clues Neo. It's it, the reason why I think he's a program is because is because he definitely like goes out of his way to teach Neo some lessons for things that Neo is going to have to confront later on in the story. And he also is the one who's constantly like let's give him a chance. <laughs> let's give him a chance. I think Morpheus might be onto something, right? He's 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 like a man of faith in a way, and and it, to me, it's like right. that's it's counter to a lot of other characters in Zion. What's, and what's like, his what's name? The reason what's his name again? What was Counselor Haman? I think is that character. I'm looking Haman. at it okay. on IMDb. Anyways, I just I will say Locke the the philosopher because I need to know these ones better. Yeah, but he is he basically uh, is uh, maintained like he was the tabula tabula rasa guy. Um, yeah. and so, uh, he maintains that we're born without any ideas and the knowledge is instead determined only by experience derived from sense perception, a concept known as empiricism. So it totally checks out 
that that character yeah. is based on the ideology around co- social contract theory and like Lockean like libertarian like liberalism like the idea yeah. that like you have to believe like see stuff to believe it and yeah. that he is going to be very sense-based and it's like this is what is happening now and if you want to go with somebody else you have to like not be me that totally checks out oh there's yeah. so much mythology in these, it's, these it, stories <laughs> wow and that's why that's why i'm maintaining this and that's why i'm gonna fight this fight now because i used to be one of the people who was like Oh yeah, those se- second and third Matrix movies sure are pieces of garbage. And it's like I just wasn't, I just wasn't there. I just wasn't ready to to receive the story as it's being presented, because like it, it all, like I said, everything is going back to this support of the idea. There are way too many of these things that I'm talking about that. I, the like the the mythology and the philosophy and stuff like that that all points back to the fact that like we should be motivated out, out of love if we want if we want peace we should do things out of love and not out of logic or reason or because it's because we think it's the best thing right that's that's how a machine works and we can even the machines are better than that in this story right like even the programs have the capacity for love and if they do, then then peace is a possibility, because if they can understand love and we can understand love and everybody can work together, then we can have peace. And that's where you end up at the end of this story. Right. Um, right. Yeah, it's way too much of a coincidence for any of that to be a mistake. It's just. It's tough. It's 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 a there's a hard there's a hard outer shell on this story. It's it's a nut that has to be cracked. And most people going to the movies, certainly people who reacted viscerally to the first movie, that's not what they signed up for. They wanted more kung fu. They wanted more uh, cool, practical special effects. And instead, what they got was a movie that's trying to challenge them philosophically while peppering in it's it's almost like they 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 didn't really understand like the wachowskis really didn't understand exactly what they had tapped into when they made the first movie it's almost like divine inspiration sort of put them on the path and then in the second and third movie they were trying to bottle that lightning and they just couldn't they just couldn't but like it's like the work is there yeah but yeah. I will. I can't deny that the magic is maybe not there for everybody. That because not everybody wants to do that. I do, right? Like, like I, I, I mean, yeah. especially right yeah. now. Like, I wanted this. I wanted to do this homework. I wanted to look at this and go, like, what's going on? I need to understand this. I wanted to treat it like a puzzle that could be solved. And I feel really satisfied sitting here tonight talking to you, going like, hey, I think I get these movies. I think I understand what the motivation is here. I'm really excited for what this next one is going to be. Um, and and I might be setting myself up for disappointment because maybe it's not, right? Maybe I'm on the wrong track. Maybe I've misinterpreted this But we can this still stuff, enjoy. But, we can yeah. still enjoy the previous films. And I think uh, all, all it's said and done, there's the difference between, right, the intention and, and what you actually get out of it. And so there are some like being able to couch the 
the mythos in these radical fight sequences in the second and the first one that hit so well Mm -hmm. and then what it is that's missing in the third one i do feel like like tonally the third one is just a different type of movie yeah because it 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 totally focuses on this real world machine based like sort of gritty world and i i don't know and it just it it requires a different kind of understanding about these characters because they don't get to be as epic and you really are trying to deal with them yeah hey okay but i just you have to explain to me how they do not have an emp in the main area how (laughs) is that a thing i don't what a silly oversight they didn't even explain it away did they explain it away in oh they the did they absolutely do yeah Be- when when Locke comes out and he's mad and he's and they're like we did it and he's like you did yeah you guys did it all right you just you just open like, the front door like if i were the machines i'd be rallying every single one of my forces to come and no, obliterate but, us, but they right? don't explain why there's no emp that's why why would you use an emp in, on the dock why would you have that at the gate if it's going to disable everything Oh, oh, the EMP, oh, the EMP oh, doesn't oh, care that, that, fine. that they're yeah, shielded. They, they, they would, yeah. yes, it's, it's all made up, right? It's all made up. So yeah. you could say like, oh, well the dock is shielded from EMPs. So yay. But that's the whole point in the, in the previous movie of like, we've got all the ships and we're going to ambush them in the tunnels before they can get to the dock. We're going to hit them before they're, before they get in range so that the EMPs don't take out our last line of defense. Right. That's why like, we're going to meet them on the beach so that they can't get into the city. Right. Right. Like that's, that's the whole point. Did the rest of the ships get destroyed? Why? Yeah. uh, Bane, Bane did that in the last movie at the end of the last movie. Oh, all of the ships got destroyed by Bane. Oh, he set off, he set off the EMP before, The machines got there. So the machines showed up. They hadn't been disabled and they just killed everybody. Right. That was the, and the only ships that, that the one ship made it out, which is the, the hammer, the, the, the one that we end up on in this, in, in this movie. Right. They, they like eat it out because they were out of range of the MP that Bane set off. Right. Right. Everybody else got killed. They made it out. I get it. I Just get by it. luck or providence, depending on your opinion of yeah. the way that the story plays out. And then yeah. the Nebuchadnezzar, which got destroyed soon after that. And then the, the, the logos, right? Mm-hmm. So those were the only three ships that, that survived that because the Nebuchadnezzar and the logos were in the matrix, right? They were, they were in the tunnels to Jack into the matrix off on their mission to, 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 stand by for the oracle right gotcha so that's why that's why we only end up with three ships got it that makes sense cool i do like being able to talk about all of this stuff it does say it does make sense yeah and 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 i like i'm not trying to convince anybody of anything because i don't care it doesn't take anything away from me if other people want to tell me that i'm wrong and that these movies still suck i fine I don't know why you try and take joy away from me, but if that's your prerogative, then go for it. Um, but I, I, yeah, like for me, it's like, like I can now look at these movies and go, 
oh dang like there's something more here it doesn't mean that i want to watch them again right now i don't (laughs) i have no interest in watching them again anytime soon even the first movie right i'm excited for the new one which i will probably watch and then want to watch again when it comes out on on digital or whatever um but i i just that'll that's just by virtue of the fact that it'll be new and exciting um but but i do like i i I do, like I said, I have like a sense of accomplishment now of like, ha, you know, especially there is a little bit of an elitist aspect to that of like, not, I don't know if it's elitist, but cause it's not really like, I don't think that I'm better than other people by virtue of this. I just feel like I have managed to, um, unlock something that other people haven't been able to unlock for themselves. And that just makes me happy that I'm like, oh, cool. Like I did it. Like, like I said, like I was looking at this as like a puzzle that needed to be solved and not everybody wants to do a puzzle and that's fine. Right. If you just, if you just want movies that you can uh, escape into and you don't have to do this much work in order to enjoy, I understand that I understand. And sometimes that's what I'm in the mood for. Um, But, but I absolutely found joy in, decoding this story and finding the mythology and uh, uh and getting deeper into that stuff but that's what i've been doing over the pandemic right like that's that's been the mm-hmm. thing that i think between that and drawing those are like the skills that i have leveled up the most is like oh i'm uh by uh just just through listening to to uh what the force which is one of my favorite podcasts listening to to marie claire talk about uh mythology and star wars and all that sort of stuff and and i uh, i and and uh tie on wit and folly which is a youtube channel um like and getting into that stuff and going okay like i want to understand more that that started with the cambellian stuff but then it's like evolved into more of like oh like but 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 there's other stuff that like campbell boiled down a lot of concepts but he but he did the work it's it's the it's the jurassic park quote right where ian malcolm's like you saw what other scientists had done and you took the next step like you're standing on the shoulders of Mm -hmm. geniuses and like you like a kid who's found his dad's gun and i think that that that's why that three-act structure thing that i'm talking about like kind of it ruffles my feathers a little bit because joseph campbell did the work and and then he made it easily digestible and put it into this circle with these definitions that can be broken down very easily and very quickly. And that's great because it makes it a more effective communication tool for telling that type of story. It's also made telling that type of like using that template for storytelling lazy, right? Which when the second that storytelling trope becomes lazy, it becomes hack. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at, which is why I like it. You either have to do it and make it sing like Star Wars or community because Dan Harmon is a student of this stuff. But in order to do that, you got to study the stuff that Joseph Campbell studied. Right. In order to make a good Star War, you can't just watch Star Wars. You have to go watch <laughs> Kurosawa. You got to go watch some old Westerns. You got to go watch some World War II movies. You have to go back to the sources that George Lucas was going to that inspired him to tell those stories. And that's why some of these Star Wars stories work and some of them don't. 
because some of these storytellers are going back to the source and learning the lessons that George Lucas learned that he put into his storytelling. And Joseph Campbell is a part of that. And George Lucas did that homework. He read what Joseph Campbell was writing. And then he took the next step and he went further back, like deeper into the rabbit hole. And he read the other stuff. Right. And that's where I'm at right now, I think is like, and I'm, I'm not going to read Joseph Campbell because I don't have the time for that sort of thing. And I'm also not professionally telling stories in that way. I'm marketing is storytelling, but I don't need to have that much power over people's purchasing decisions. It's probably not a good idea. Um, but I, I, I like, I like I'm, I'm kind of skipping over some of this stuff, but I also don't, I'm not writing screenplays, so I don't need to care that much. I'm just talking about stuff on podcasts, much less responsible. I, I, but, but like, that's what, like, that's what I've been doing over the last two years is getting really deep into this stuff to understand not just, you know, from a performance standpoint, why I like Iron Man, but like, what is it in the character of Tony Stark that resonates with me as a person versus another character in the MCU? Like, I mean, like, I, I like Captain America, but why do I like Captain America? But I feel like I am Tony Stark, right? Like, why do I sit in a Spider-Man movie and go... I? <laughs> I can't say this because it's a spoiler. Never mind. I was gonna say something. I, I, I'll 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 save it for next week. Good on you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I caught myself right there at the last second, but uh, I I did. I had a moment in the recent Spider-Man movie where I very very much related to a to 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 a Spider-Man moment, and was like, yeah this is one of the reasons why I like this character, right? It's, and, and, and we know that it's Spider-Man's an everyman. That one's easy. That one, that one's a gimme, but Tony Stark, it's like, he's this very unlikable character in a certain way, but, and yet, and yet he's also very likable. We also root for him and we want him to succeed. And what is that? Right. And so like, I'm like, I'm trying to, to, to get to that level with understanding the, the media that I consume so that I can do two things not be overly motivated, uh, affected by it. Like as in, in terms of like it making decisions for me in the way that I live my life. And also like, I want more, <laughs> I want more of the things that I like and the best yeah. way to find that. It's like, if you go to a restaurant and you try something and you're like, Oh man, what's that? Like, what's what, what made this hamburger better than that other hamburger? And you find out, Oh, well, this is actually a mix of like, 50 50 sirloin and chuck and you're like okay well then i'm gonna try and make a hamburger with 50 50 sirloin and chuck beef instead of just all chuck beef right i know you have no <laughs> idea what i'm talking about amanda i don't other people understand this analogy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> other people understand it it's a very relatable analogy but uh Great. yeah okay. it's it's cool. the same sort of thing of like like i like i know that i love iron man but why do i love iron man why why do I love Iron Man and Peter Venkman from the Ghostbusters when both of them are jerks? And then also like I can be a jerk sometimes. And why do I like that about myself? Am I trying to just justify that it's okay to be a jerk and that's why I like these characters? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, can't, I mean, I don't know either. That's it. Seems like a good place to, yeah. <laughs> to wrap it up uh, in the uncertainty. 
I think that everybody should give the matrix another chance. I hope that everybody has, uh, that's been listening to this and, uh, or maybe not just the matrix, but just like stuff that other people, some people really love this franchise and were never dissuaded. And I think when that happens, there is something there. And, and, and not to say that everybody else is wrong, but just like maybe everybody else overlooked something that was actually quite good. I, I, in, 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 in the end, maybe just the execution was slightly off, which is what I, I would say about these two movies. Cause when people complain about them, I understand the complaints. I absolutely do. And I think that people are justified in those complaints. I just also think this, this will be my final thought. I think that we hold this stuff to too high of a standard sometimes that and we forget that that movie makers and storytellers are human beings as well and also that like perfection is not the point every once in a while we get we'll get a story that like hits on all levels and it's and it, and it, and it and it squeaks through and it manages in spite of every disadvantage levied at it by the process of collaborative storytelling uh, to be perfect, like the first Matrix movie was, like the original Star Wars movies are, um, like like uh, I mean, like Iron Man is, like like a lot of the movies in the MCU tend to be uh, and have been. Um, every once in a while, we get it. We 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 they they squeak through. They're 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 the exception, not the rule. And it's okay for a story to be good and not the best and perfect and without fault right like it's it's okay it's 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 the same thing that where when people go like when somebody tries to be super clever about their movie going experience and be like did you know that if indiana jones wasn't in the movie indiana jones it would have played out exactly the same way and it's like you're you're trying so hard to be clever that you've completely missed the point of the movie <laughs> right like because that's not whether or not indiana jones saved the day is not the point of raiders of the lost ark like that's not if that's your like you're some total takeaway from watching raiders of the lost ark you messed up somewhere along the, along the uh-huh. way because <laughs> there's a lot more to that movie that's important that has nothing to do with whether or not indy wins or loses as a matter of fact, the fact that he loses most of the time is one of the things that's great about those movies. And it's one of the lessons to take away from Indiana Jones is get knocked down, get back up, keep going, right? Like that's that character. That's why we love Indy because he gets punched in the face and he's fighting a guy twice his size who breaks a brick over his head and he, and he shakes it off. And he gets the job done. And we all wish that we could be that resilient, right? Um, so whether or not he, his involvement is... In, it's, it's just like... Yeah, just... Don't defeat the purpose of movie going by trying to be smarter than the movie that you're watching. Right? Trying to... Going like, I saw that twist coming. Good. Cool. Maybe the director wanted you to see it coming. Yeah. Good... Yeah good stories actually telegraph the twist about five minutes before they happen. 
right? To let the audience in on it before the characters find out. So Sometimes that when that happens, you're, you're like, sorry? Sometimes you're my sister and you shout out five nonsense things at the beginning of the movie and one out of the five turned out to be true, but the other ones you still double down on and you're like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Immediately. I just watched Frozen 2 with her. She hadn't seen it before. Yeah. It was really funny. And she kept saying stuff and I was like, do you want me to answer answer you right now? Like, are you actually wanting me to respond? To, because yeah. I've seen this before. I could tell you whether or not you are correct. Anyways. So, but yes, don't, I don't know. Don't try to, it's a, it's a way, it's yeah, a way the, of watching something. The, the other, happy. yeah, the counter argument to what I'm saying is that whatever makes you happy, like if that's, if you like being that guy, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to use a, a, a gendered uh, a, a term because I, because I do think it's mostly guys who do this. Um, but if you, if you want to be that guy uh, uh, that, uh, that needs to be smarter than the movie, then, then then good for you. I don't want to go to the movies with you. That's not why I'm there. That's not why I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm Sometimes I'm there to... for the thrill ride. Sometimes I'm there to decode a puzzle, right? It, it, there I'm you go. Not... Yeah. Yeah. Watch all types of movies. Likes to watch movies with her. So <laughs> good. Yes. Um, yeah. All types. Cool. Figure out. It's good. We did it. That's an episode. Nothing, nothing more to add. You know what? I do want to point out there. This is my plug for a movie to get excited for and hyped in the new year is everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, I think actually it's going to open South by Southwest film festival or something like that. It just, it seems like a rad film. Um, and apparently, so I, I, I wasn't familiar with the Daniels who are apparently the like filmmakers behind the film also did the movie that Daniel Radcliffe was a corpse. And I just like totally love that idea. So <laughs> anyways, I haven't seen that movie because it was it's probably not my jam, but uh, I like the essence of it. The like, I, I don't, I, I like it in theory. So yeah, that's, that's my last, that's my last thought on this is like, speaking of there's so much content in the world and you can find ev- everything for everyone. And I'm just excited by the possibilities. So. I'll just, I'm just going to tag onto that. Daniel Radcliffe makes the best choices. <laughs> he really does. For, so, for someone who just like, like, oh. So yeah, uh, the 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 Sandra Bullock. Uh, yeah, the Sandra uh, Bullock movie, and his ch- he just and Channing Tatum. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. He his, he, it's, his it's, cameo too on extras was so great. Like he the way that the way that he has maneuvered his career that like mm-hmm. knowing that he never has to work another day in his life because he's Harry Potter. <clears throat> Um, that he has the freedom to make choices. So let's make sure that those choices are always interesting, which like is, is every movie that he's ever made good? No, but is every choice that he's ever made for like the next role that he's going to take interesting? Yeah. He's a, he's going to play a villain in a romantic comedy. That's also like an Indiana Jones style adventure movie uh, with (laughs) Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. Like, like, like I'm so excited. I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, is the villain in a movie that's coming up that ha- that is a romantic comedy adventure film starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, and Brad Pitt is a supporting character in this in this film. I love it. All right, I love it. it Wrap your melons around that and think about it 
and realize there's no way that movie's not going to be entertaining. Is it going to be good? I don't know. That's yet to be seen. It could be bad. It could be very bad. <laughs> still going to be fun to watch. It's still going to be fun to watch. Uh, yep. Just by virtue of all yep. of those people, all of those chess pieces in those positions makes for an interesting game. And I'm there for it. I don't remember what it's called, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, definitely I can't remember down. what it's called either, but you just, I, I feel know. like it's- It doesn't matter because that's how everybody's going to talk about it. Hey, yeah, did you see that movie yeah. with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum where she's the romance <laughs> writer and, and uh, he's the cover model for her romance books and then they have to go find a lost <laughs> city or something? Seat? Oh, yeah. it's called Lost City. But isn't oh. that what it is? The Lost Bingo. City. Bingo. Yeah, the Lost I feel City. Like it's called Lost yeah, City. that's what it is. I feel like I feel like that's that makes sense. We did it. We got so, there. So yes, that we is how you there. there you go. Pick yeah. Oh, I love I, it. <laughs> yeah. What a great what a great note to end on. Thank you guys for listening. Uh we'll be back next week with uh uh our Nuff said Spider-Man No Way Home, which means you got hey, listen. You got a week. You got a week to mm-hmm, go watch that funny. movie. That's very generous. Very generous. Uh, I say go do see it, it twice. Why are you waiting? And then go yeah. see The Matrix. But make sure that when you do all of these things, that you are doing it in a safe way and that you are not helping Omicron spread and uh, make people sick. Uh, stay home if you're sick. If you mm-hmm. feel if you feel sick, it's, they're just movies. Yeah. You'll be able to watch them That's in other true. ways yeah. eventually at some yeah. point yeah. soon. Uh, the if you're in the yeah. states, you can watch The Matrix on HBO Max, and Ooh. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I want to see this in the in on the big screen for sure. But if if I if I could watch it at home, oh, I, I don't. Know, I haven't even. I guess I haven't. I, I'm a liar. I, maybe I'm being a hypocrite because I haven't even looked to see if it's gonna be on Crave. I don't I think it, say, is. it might. It might actually. I'm like, is it coming out? Because maybe I could just watch it at home. Anyway. Um. I've got it. My decision this week is: Do I go see the Matrix or rewatch Spider Man No Way Home? So, we'll yeah, I mean, like, also, I would say the holidays, so maybe I should spend time with my family and not like. Oh, I maybe see. I, I was going the opposite direction with that. It's the holidays. Maybe just watch both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. I do like that idea as well. I can. I. Uh, Awesome. We'll keep going if we don't stop. So again, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week for enough said. And then we'll be back in two weeks where we don't have a topic predetermined. You don't have any movies that you got to go watch in it. I mean, I guess go watch the matrix resurrections. We're going to talk about it, but uh, yeah, cool. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.